Guys, welcome to Better Bachelor. This is Joker with a face for radio and a voice for print. You know, just uh, yesterday, I did a video um, from Prager University. I did a video review of their video about them saying, be a man, get married. And I said, all right, I'm going to I'm going to counter the points to this video. Well, there was an article. This was actually um, when the video came out. A YouTuber named TFM is uh, his that's his nom de plume, as they say. Um, He came out with kind of like what I did, a counter video saying, I disagree with you. Here's the points to my disagreement. And then Bradford Wilcox, the gentleman that recorded the video, came out with an article to reassert his points being correct and that TFMs were incorrect. I'm going to pull up. I, TFM's video is gone now. Um, I don't know if he's left YouTube or not, but I'm, I'm going to bring up the article and I want to talk about this. And this perfectly illustrates the point that I've tried to make over the last couple of my videos. Just because we have countering views does not mean I hate anybody or I'm angry or whatever. It just means we have different views. You bring your evidence forward. I will bring my evidence forward. People can view the information. And then if they, you know, they disagree with me or they disagree with you or whatever, that's their right. It's it's just allowing two conversations at the table. But no, more often than not, they have to label people that disagree with them and they have to shut them down. And and this is not just obviously, you know, uh, Prager University is a conservative channel, but the, the liberals and the or more of the left group and conservatives, they both do this. They try to put you in a box and say, well, we're going to label you as this. We're going to put the box right over here on the shelf. And that's who you are. That's very disingenuous and it doesn't work. Let's get recording on the the article and you'll see what I'm talking about. So Brad Will, uh, Bradford Wilcox and anybody that uses three initials, I don't know if you guys do, but W Bradford Wilcox, um, to me that sounds stuffy. You, you know, I'm Charles Winchester the Third Esquire Limited, so on and so forth. All right, uh, it says the divorce revolution has bred an army of women haters. Now, bear with me. Remember the title of this article. The Divorce Revolution Has Bred an Army of Women Haters. Okay. Never in my wildest dreams did I imagine I'd earn the ire of a character named TFM. I'm not going to read it out because, like I said, he's been demonetized and left. The nom de plume of a popular online activist. You see, if you disagree, well, you, you, you must be an activist. No, I'm not an activist. I just disagree with you and I put my opinions online. That does not make us that. Uh, which encourages, oh, he's a leader of the men going their own way movement, which encourages men to avoid romantic relationships with women. Monkey did not take kindly to my new Prager University video talking up the benefits of marriage for men. In the video, I noted, among other things, that married men work harder, about 400 more hours, smarter. Hmm. They're less likely to quit without having found another job. Okay, that is smarter, but if I've saved up enough money because I'm single, I don't have to worry about finding another job before I leave my previous one, do I? And more successfully, define success. They make about $16,000 more per year than their single peers. I describe these as features, not bugs, of married life for men. And I call them bugs. You make sixteen grand more, but it's not one person. It's now two people if she doesn't work. It's now three people if you have kids or four people if you have kids. So divide that out amongst all the people. You're working a lot more for 
a good portion more for a family, but less for an individual person. And you're working more. Why? Because you need to work more because you need to support your family. And I think it's good if you have a family to support them. But again, you're making sacrifices to your own personal life for the greater good of the group. That also is fine. What happens if she decides to leave you at the 60% of filings that women file for divorce and take the kids with you? All that hard work has been for naught. In response, in a video of his own, he unloaded, TFM unloaded on marriage, arguing that the things I had described as features of marriage were in fact bugs. For men, marriage equals um, indentured fortitude. <laughs> marriage, in essence, is a man choosing his uh, his new life leader. I can't say some of these words, so you know how it is. For men, marriage equals unrequited sacrifice. So married men work 400 more hours per year than single men. That's not a good thing. They're not hanging out with their friends. They're sacrificing their life for other people. Now, you may think that's noble, but that's not the benefit for the man. For men, marriage equals emasculation. It means giving a woman power over your life, power over your income. Agreed. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, now, again, some of you say, but I believe in marriage, and I think that a man should give up some of his things for the family. I agree with you. But how much do men have to give up and is what they're giving up, that happiness, does that equate to the amount of happiness they get over here? That's the part that's in contention for those of us that say stay single versus those of us that get married. Above all for men, marriage equal, uh, equals a soul-destroying divorce. Talk to the men in the guys going their own way who have had their wallets ripped out their backside in family court. Go to the graves of men who offed themselves after they were unemployed and couldn't afford child support and faced jail. Talk to those men about how wonderful marriage was. Ask them about the hundreds of hours they work extra each year to avoid going to prison because they owe so much in child support or alimony that they got to move in with their parents. He says TFM isn't alone. This is TFM's view of marriage. Judging by the thousands of internet comments and emails my video Making the Case for Marriage to Men has garnered, I'd say his perspective resonates with a substantial minority of men. Yet if you look on the, the thumbs up versus thumb da thumbs down on his video, 10,000 thumbs up, 25,000 thumbs down. I think you're confused with what a majority is. A majority disagreed with your video there, champ. Lots of men out there harbor a deeply, see, here we go. Okay, remember what I said about the labeling, right? Remember what I said about the labeling. Lots of men out there harbor a deeply misogynistic view of the opposite sex, an unremitting negative view of love and commitment, and a complete lack of faith in marriage to deliver on their deepest dreams and desires. See what I mean? Label, label, label. Just for disagreeing with how he feels about marriage, he throws labels out there. That's just a tactic. And that's a weak. See, when you start doing that, you're losing the argument. You're saying, I have no words to disagree with you. So now I'm just going to start calling you names and I'm going to paint you in a bad light. But TFM's uh, point up to this point, he's read it. Did you hear any vitriol? Did you hear any spite? Did you hear any anger out of TM, TFM's disagreement? No. No, all he said is, uh, well, here's go talk to the guys that have, have gone through and been run through by the courts, and they're going to disagree with you. And again, 25,000 down likes to 10,000 up likes say that a large percentage of men agree with him. But instantly the labels come out. 
We'll keep going on here. Some of this, it seems, is about a kind of Peter Pan syndrome where guys don't want to grow up and settle down. Some of it's about a kind of individualistic hedonism where guys don't want to forego the opportunity to set their own work hours, hang out with their friends on their own terms, and score as much with the ladies as they can. One correspondent, a 29-year-old man named Craig, put it like this. I bet I'm getting a lot more with high-quality women with no commitment than the average married guy, adding that he has time to work out and exercise because I don't work those extra 400 hours a year that married guys typically do. Responding to a point Robert Lerman and I noted in a recent report. But a lot of this negativity towards marriage is about divorce. The stories and the invective I've heard in response to my video makes it clear that a lot of uh, men going their own wayers think marriage is a bad bet for men. It often ends with a man losing primary custody of his kids, a substantial share of his assets, and control of a large large, uh, fraction of his income. Yes, it's exactly right. And that's what TFM was talking about. It's what I talked about in my other video. You do have to make sacrifices for the family. But when it comes to the courts, when it, it, it ends up ending, the penalty you pay is so extreme that you have to understand this before you sign on the dotted line. Look, if I met an amazing woman and she was awesome and I decided to spend a lot of time with her, we're hypothetical here, um, and she decides to to move in with me and spend years with me. If we could break up and she goes her own way and I go my way, I keep my things, she keep her, keeps her things, then maybe that's something that men could consider. But in many places, there's common law, where if you've lived together more than in some places it's two years, in some places it's five, in some it's seven, that common law acts as if you're married. Why? Because then when she leaves, she gets a bailout. She gets a golden parachute. That's why we tell men, do not get married, do not get in a long-term relationship where you cohabitate. It's about self-preservation against the court system. But again, here's another person that's talking about it, not TFM, this guy named Craig. Craig's not calling people names. He's not being harsh to people. He's not being unfair. He's just saying, look at the laws, man. Look at what happens to people that go through this. We'll continue on. Social scientists estimate that about 42% of first marriages end in divorce. That was in 2016. It's now closer to 48 or 49%, so almost half. And about 66% of divorces are initiated by women. This means that a lot of men are divorced unwillingly, sometimes for good reasons and sometimes for not so good reasons. Remember in the video, if you haven't watched it, like I said, take that link and go watch it. Remember in the video how I said you are explaining why men should not get married. You're not telling us benefits. He's now doing it again. He's now agreeing with us, but he doesn't even see it because he's so, he's just so wrapped up into it. You, so you're just saying 50, 50% of it. It's a coin flip, whether your, 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 uh, marriage, uh, works out. And, and, and again, 66% that's here. But in some countries like Belgium, it's up, up as high as 80%. You're, you're not helping your case here, man. You're just basically writing this, saying we're angry and calling us names, but you've done nothing to refute your point. It's the experience of divorce or the expectation of divorce that leaves many men reluctant to tie the knot. In Craig's words, I'm currently dating an attractive girl who treats me very well compared to my friend's girlfriends, but I would never get married. 
nor will I ever have kids with a woman unless guaranteed 50-50 custody with no child support was made into the family law as it should be. I'm not quite sure that sentence makes sense. 50-50 custody with no child support was made into family law as it should be. Okay. Needless to say, given the character of family law today, Craig is unlikely to be headed to the altar anytime soon. There you go. So Craig says, I'd have kids with a woman if I were guaranteed 50-50 custody. How is that being unfair? How is that being unreasonable? He's just asking you to be reasonable. But no, again, calling us names and remember the title. Remember the title of this, that we're all angry about it. I see no anger here yet, man. Says, you screw me, I'll screw you. The outpouring of rage, pain, and despair my video triggered suggests that one unintended fruit of no-fault divorce and the larger divorce revolution of which it was part is that the large minority of men are increasingly ambivalent towards or openly hostile towards virtues like sacrifice, commitment, and love, not to mention women, and the institution of matrimony. Judging by the emails, comments, and videos my Prager University uh, video engendered, many of these men think that the best they can do is score with lots of women rather than settle down with one woman and then be discarded. In the words of one correspondent, I'd rather just uh, P&D, uh, get on and get off women, than be the sucker left with a tab. These men's origination to marriage is the inverse parallel of the ambivalence and hostility that a large minority of women now have towards men in marriage. See uh, Kathy Eden and Maria Kefalas promise I can keep why poor women put motherhood before marriage. One tragic consequence of what we might call the maxim masculinity view of love and marriage is that fewer men will seek to cultivate the virtues that make them good lovers and husbands to their detriment and the detriment of women in their lives. Another tragic consequence is that more men will end up uncared for, unhappy, unhealthy in later life. That is, if they make it into later life, unmarried men live almost 10 years less than stably married men. Needless to say, findings like these suggest that for most men, marriage bears little resemblance to the plantation. The biggest tragedy of all is that many of these men will end up having sons who end up just as disconnected from women, marriage, and family life as their men going their own way fathers, thanks divorce revolution. Okay, who are you just complaining about there? Because you basically said it's a coin flip whether divorces happen and that women are the majority of the ones that file. But then at the end, you come around complaining about men that are not in the boys' lives and are disconnected from them, and then you blame the men. 85% of custody cases are won by women. 85%. Thanks, men. Thanks, guys, for not being in your kids' lives. Except 85% of the time, they're not allowed to be. And both guys on here, TFM and this Craig guy that we're talking about, look, just give me 50-50 custody. If I have that agreement, I'll have kids. Just get rid of the laws in the courts. Maybe I'd get married. And in this own article, he admits the statistics that we talk about. And then he turns around and says that our views of love and marriage are backwards. You know, the irony here that the fact that, again, this article, all it does is it basically reinforces our views on this. That until the laws change in the courts, until custody cases change, men are opting out. You can call it Peter Pan syndrome. You can call us bad names. You can say that we dislike women. You can say all these other things that you 
purportedly put on us. And all we have to do is turn around and point to statistics and the laws and the results and censuses and surveys and say, there you go. I keep forgetting which side I put my screen on. There you go. (laughs) It's right here. The statistics are there. Yet you look at the statistics and decide to ignore them. And then on top of that, shame men that look at them and say, uh, now this is exactly why I'm not getting married or getting in long-term relationships. Just a fail. Uh, This is a complete fail. But when we go back up to the top here, remember, look at the title of this article here. If I can highlight it. An army of woman haters. Nothing in here said by any of these men show any anger. They may show frustration. They may show sadness. They may show depression if they went through this. But none of them are are talking about angry or being anger. They're talking about statistics. They're talking about, you know, the odds. And if you want to, you know, if you're one of those guys that say it's important for me to have a family and it's important for me to get married, go for it. I'm not going to shame you. You you do you. But my point is, before you go down that path, look at the statistics. It's a coin flip. It's basically a coin flip. And that's talking about first-time marriages. But what if you've already been once? Well, the second-time marriages are 15% higher. So if she's been married previously, it's not a 50-50 chance. It's a 65%. If she's been married twice before, it vaults up to a 75 or 80% chance. Now add on top of this the the number of, of women that already have had a family with another partner. Add on all the other things. And that's why I say it's not finding a needle in a haystack. It's finding a needle in a needle stack. Because if you make a bad choice, it's not just, well, it was 50-50 coin flip and I failed. It's this is the failure is life altering for a young man or even a, any man because it means there may be alimony there may be child support you may not be able to see your kids as much as you want anymore and then you're 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 going to tell us that we're the wrong ones you failed on that one Mr. W Bradford Wilcox but nice try Guys, if you'd like to support my work, links are below. If you have directly, thank you very much. It means so much to me. And of course, as always, you can always like, comment, share, and subscribe if you'd like to support me that way. And go check out some of my older videos. None of them are time sensitive, and all of them are <clears throat> all of them are just as awesome as this one. Guys, I'll leave it there. This is Better Bachelor. I'm joking. Remember, the minute you have a, a, a disagreeing opinion to the the culture and the norm that they want to put forth, they're gonna start calling you names because they have no other argument to stop you from your your progression of thought.